aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Dr. Carl Goldberg became seriously interested in Islam after the 9-11 hijackers were reported to quote the Koran for justification. He asked the question, what God could justify an act of murdering 3,000 innocent Americans? So he studied the Koran. He studied other Muslim works. He made it his duty to educate uh, Americans of the impact of the jihad against the Western world and non-Muslims. In 2014, he was called one of America's leading Islamophobes by the Council of American Islamic Relations. This is an honor that he considers it to be an honor that they called him an Islamophobe. We'll discuss Islamic threats to freedom. Quotes from the from the uh, Koran about peace and their writings. And uh, it's very appropriate that we come on today. Could have been better a week ago because March 15th was declared by the United Nations International International Day to combat Islamophobia. And we're going to combat Islamophobia, and we're going to do it on this hour, because what we're going to combat it with is truth. We're going to combat it with truth. Now, March 15th was chosen because there was an attack on a mosque in New Zealand. 51 people were murdered on March 15th. So that's why they chose that date. So we're going to combat it with truth. And the truth is, the Islamophobia, uh, in their writings, they are anti-Semitic to the max, to killing Jews, to killing Christians, to killing anybody who doesn't agree with them. Am I right or wrong, Dr. Goldberg? Well, Erskine, you sound like an Islamophobe. I'm not an Islamophobe. I'm telling the truth. The truth about homophobia, right? Uh, well, that's the yeah. whole point. When you, when you tell the truth about Islam, you are considered right. to be an Islamophobe. That's the whole problem. And then, you know, as Robert Spencer so rightly points out, uh, the word Islamophobia is really a conflation of two uh, acts. One is simply discriminating against Muslims. And, right. and, and violence, which is wrong because you, know, you shouldn't discriminate because of that. But the other part of Islamophobia is uh, whenever anyone criticizes the doctrines of Islam and shows how the doctrines of Islam from the Quran and Muhammad, how they influence the uh, behavior of Muslims against non-Muslims and against women and against homosexuals. In other words, when you expose the doctrines of Islam, the Muslims, uh, the community organizations don't want you to do that, and they consider you to be an Islamophobe when you expose the truth about Islam. So uh, we are proud Islamophobes in that sense because we expose the truth about Islam. Right. And the reason we do that is that Islam is very dangerous because those truths influence the behavior of so many hundreds of millions of people. Let's let's talk about a few things out of the Koran that you're so familiar with, and a few of those things that uh, show that they are so anti-Semitic and anti-anything other than the Muslim. If you're not Muslim, uh, you can be wiped out, you can be lied to, and everything else. This is the truth about Islam. Tell tell a couple of the quotes from the Koran. Well, if you have. Uh, one very important uh, aspect of Islam that we need to recognize is that there is no such thing as the golden rule in Islam. 
Judaism has a golden rule and Christianity has a golden right, rule. Right. And everybody knows what that is. But Islam says very specifically in the Quran that Muhammad is God's apostle and those who follow him, in other words, all Muslims, are ruthless to the unbelievers but merciful to one another. In other words, there's a very clear distinction about how Muslims are supposed to treat fellow Muslims and how to treat non-Muslims. In other words, you treat non-Muslims with uh, ruthlessness, uh, with harshness, depending on the translation, and you treat fellow Muslims mercifully and compassionately and kindly. That's hardly love your neighbor. That's hardly love well, your neighbor. Well, that's the whole right. point. Well, it depends on how you define neighbor. Uh, now, uh, in, in Christianity and Judaism, they don't make a distinction between uh, the types of neighbors. Uh, you do unto others, uh, all right. others, uh, as right. They, uh, you, uh, right? you would like them to do unto you. And same in Judaism. <clears throat> uh, there's no distinction. But Islam makes a very clear distinction between how to treat Muslims and how to treat non-Muslims. Now, about the Quran, all your uh, listeners should be aware that the Quran is considered by all Muslims to be the literal word of their God, which means that nobody can ever contest it or reinterpret it or, 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 or revise it. <clears throat> Whatever's in the Quran, uh, that's it for everybody, and everybody is stuck with it. And so this is the fundamental proposition of Islam, that the Quran is the literal word of Allah, and, and that governs everything. So whatever we find in there, uh, that unfortunately uh, Muslims are stuck with and non-Muslims are stuck with. There are lots of Muslims who don't like it, but they can't stand up and say anything against it because if they do, they will be considered to be apostates. And that's a very yes. important point. So you get lots of Muslims who really are fed up with Islam, uh, but they can't stand up and say so. It's so the only that, religion I've seen that tells you to kill those of other religions. Uh, Christianity, Judaism, uh, Buddhism, all of these religions don't tell you to kill your opponents. You can talk to them and tell them about what you have and one thing or another, but you're not to kill other people. This is That's not right. what God ordered anybody to do, right? Uh, exactly. Uh, the, go the Gospels even have the precept of go forth and preach the gospel to every living creature. Right, it doesn't, right. It doesn't say to make war on them. It says to preach the gospel <laughs> to them. Uh, in Islam, uh, they preach their own uh, holy works, uh, the Quran, to uh, other uh, people, also to non-Muslims. But that's only the first step. If after preaching the Quran to non-Muslims, non-Muslims don't accept it, then uh, Muslims are at war with them and uh, will either kill them or subjugate them. And so, uh, yes, you wanted other verses from the Quran, for example, <clears throat> there are uh, declarations of war against non-Muslims in general. Uh, for example, 840 in the Quran, it says, Make war on them uh, until idolatry shall cease and God's religion shall reign supreme. So this is a declaration of war until Islam reigns supreme in the world. Uh, it, it, another verse says the same thing. But now there's a specific verse, 929, which is a declaration of war specifically against Christians and Jews. It says, fight against those to whom the scriptures were given until they pay tribute out of hand and are utterly subdued. So uh, the war is to be made against Christians and Jews and to subdue them. It, it doesn't say to wipe them out. 
uh, you subdue them, and they are then permitted to practice their religion with lots of restrictions under Islamic subjugation, which is different from the pagans. The pagans have to be killed, uh, either accept Islam or be killed. Christians and Jews are not required to accept Islam, but they are required to submit to Islamic subjugation, pay especially high taxes, and uh, to suffer all kinds of indignities and restrictions on how they practice their religion. For example, they're not allowed to uh, build new synagogues or churches. They're <clears throat> not allowed to proselytize uh, even among their own people, let alone among Muslims. Uh, they're never allowed to criticize Islam or even discuss Islam. There's a whole bunch of restrictions uh, in Islam which are put upon Christians and Jews in order that the Christians and Jews be allowed to live. If they break that uh, pact uh, agreement, so to say, that's the Dhimmi agreement, uh, which allows them to live under Muslim subjugation, if they break those restrictions or violate those restrictions, then the Muslims can kill them. Nobody ever talks about this, Dr. Goldberg. I guess there's a reason, isn't there? Well, sure. Only, only the Islamophobes talk about that when they expose <laughs> it. <laughs> how can it be Islamophobic to talk about their own words and to study their own religion, which you have done uh, now? Yes. There's a group in, in here called the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Oh, now, they yes. pass them pass themselves off as a civil rights organization, but they're not a civil rights organization. They are about as anti-Semitic as they come. It was named as an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation for Relief and Development in the United States. Now, that the Holy Land Foundation, what was that? That was not a good organization, was it? Well, it's a Muslim charity. Uh, Now, one thing about Muslim charities, they all have to be governed by Sharia law, and Sharia law says that one-eighth of all of the revenues has to go to support the jihadists who are actively fighting non-Muslims. Right. So that, that's about the charity. But to talk about the Council on American-Islamic Relations, that's very important. You're absolutely right. It is not a civil rights organization. It is a Muslim advocacy organization designed to increase the power of Muslims in the United States the political power of Muslims. Now, the Council on American-Islamic Relations is a derivative of Hamas. uh, Right. Right? uh, In Gaza. Uh, And Hamas is a branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. So the Council on American-Islamic Relations is terrorist-related because Hamas is terrorist-related and and, and genocidally anti-Semitic. And it's part of the Muslim Brotherhood. And so the Council on American-Islamic Relations is only part of this worldwide network of the Muslim Brotherhood. They all have the same philosophy. The Council on American-Islamic Relations will never criticize Hamas and will never criticize the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, So we have to keep that in mind. Now, the Council on American-Islamic Relations is not the only derivative of Hamas that is in the United States. There's another organization called the American Muslims for Palestine, which is also a derivative Hamas. And the American Muslims for Palestine uh, organizes all of the Muslims to support uh, Hamas. And it organizes uh, most of the anti-Semitic activities on American college campuses. They, wow. Uh, the American Muslims for Palestine is the one that sponsors and trains and finances the organization called Students for Justice in Palestine. Uh, 
which you, uh, some people may have heard of. They are the ones who organize all of the anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic activities on college campuses. It's all Muslim-sponsored. Now, they call it the Students for Justice in Palestine in order to uh, essentially to disguise the fact that it's Muslim. But in fact, it is Muslim. It's sponsored by Muslims. And those Muslims are derivatives of Hamas, the anti-Semitic Hamas, and the Muslim Brotherhood. So uh, these anti-Semitic activities on college campuses are primarily sponsored by the Muslims. And, of course, the Muslim community organizations, including the Council on American-Islamic Relations, will never criticize them. Again, they stem from the same Hamas. Uh, so uh, there's no way for the Council on American-Islamic Relations to criticize the anti-Semitic activity on campus. And there they have a leader, uh, Nihad Awad, in March 1998, he said, that U.S. foreign policy is driven in part by Jewish origin of many Clinton administration officials. 2014, he claimed that the Israel, Israeli lobby has corrupted American politicians, skewing foreign policy to support killing of civil, uh, civilian populations in Gaza. And now, how, how has this gone for them? In January of this year, CAIR dropped a lawsuit against the former employee, Laura Soraya, who had accused the organization of rampant sexual harassment and discrimination. They dropped the lawsuit. We'll be right back with Dr. Carl Goldberg. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. His website is, it's a really good website. Suggest you go to it, ideologyofislam.com. Uh, and that's actually an email address. At, at cox.net, right. Ideologyofislam at cox.net. It's up on uh, erskineradio.com. And he'll send you yeah. all sorts of great information. Now, w- this I found to be interesting. January 15, 2022, three days after uh, article on CAIR appeared, British and Pakistani man Malik Faisal Akram took members of the congregation Beth Israel Synagogue hostage in Coffeeville, Texas. He wanted the release of Afa Siddiqui, I guess I'm pronouncing it wrong, woman who convicted of U.S. courts of trying to murder U.S. soldiers. She was married to the nephew of the mastermind of the 9-11 terrorist attack. Uh, so anti-Semitic, she insisted no Jews serve on her jury. In America, she was insisting no Jews serve on her jury if they have a Zionist or Israeli background and requested that jurors be subject to a DNA test 
to prove that they didn't have Jewish ancestry. Demanding that in a court of law in the United States of America. I mean, uh, she'd long been a cause celeb in Islamic militant circles, and they actually took people hostage. This is the peaceful religion that we are supposed to uh, say that uh, we need to combat Islamophobia. This is the truth of it. And they have sleeper cells all over this country who've come in through the open border situation. We've got cells of uh, these people, and many of them were brought over by Barack Obama. Uh, uh, yeah, Go ahead. To, get back, to get back to that terrorist act in Texas, uh, right. the, very, the various uh, Muslim community organizations, including the Council on American Islamic Relations, are demanding the release of that uh, terrorist woman who is sitting in jail in Texas. Now, well, they, they also, call her. They call her Lady Al Qaeda. Her, her nickname, yes. isn't it? Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, what, what's kind of interesting about the terrorist act in Texas is that uh, the rabbi of that congregation, as well as the FBI and and many others, refused to look at the Islamic connection between this terrorist act. Uh, you know, we have uh, a uh, an Islamic scholar. I'm sorry, uh, uh, the scholar of anti-Semitism, Professor Deborah Lipstadt, who has been nominated by Biden to be the American envoy to deal with anti-Semitism in the world. She wrote, uh, uh, she's an expert on the Holocaust and uh, and anti-Semitism, with one big exception. She never criticizes Islam or never points the finger at Islamic anti-Semitism. Right after this incident in Texas, she wrote an op-ed for the New York Times, which mentioned only about anti-Semitism, never even hinting that this act in Texas had anything to do with a Muslim or with Islam. And so uh, the whole notion of Islamic anti-Semitism is probably the most taboo topic in the world. Nobody talks about it. Not even the Jewish organizations, with the possible exception of the Zionist Organization of America, the ZOA. Practically nobody speaks of anti uh, of Islamic anti-Semitism, uh, and this is a big problem because uh, if the Jews themselves refuse to talk about uh, Islamic anti-Semitism, why should the non-Jews talk about it? Right. So, uh, but I, I found it to be very important, especially when you have people like Linda Sarsour, uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, Rashid Tlaib, people in our Congress who are followers and believers in the CAIR. They are all anti-Semitic because CAIR is a very anti-Semitic organization, and they're taught to be anti-Semitic by the Muslim Koran. Now, what's uh, the best if somebody wants to get the Koran and read it for themselves? You can get it probably at any mosque. They'll give you one, won't they? Uh, yes, uh, uh, a larger mosque, uh, Islamic cultural center, absolutely. Go in there, they won't bite your head off. Uh, go in there and ask for a copy of the Quran. I've done that on numerous occasions in various mosques, and so I have a small collection of Qurans which the mosques have given me. And it's interesting to compare them. And uh, uh, one of the best uh, reasons for doing that is that it uh, comes with Islamic approval. The translation is right. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I read a very interesting article uh, written by Robert Spencer, thanks to uh, Dr. Goldberg. Saudi Arabia Crown Prince justifies max execution by saying death penalty is clear teaching in the Koran. And what they did, I mean, this is this is terrible. Uh, publicly, 37 Saudi citizens, most of them Shiites, in mass execution for alleged terrorism-related crimes nailed their severed body and head to of the extremists to a pole as a warning to others. And the only reward for those who make war upon Allah is messengers struggle to sow corruption on earth will be that they'll be killed or crucified, have their hands and feet cut off opposite sides, or be expelled from the land. Such will be their degradation of this world. And they've got a thing called indemnity for death or injury of a woman. It's one half the indemnity paid for a man. The indemnity paid by Jew or Christians, one-third, that paid by Muslim. The Zoroastrians, one-fifteenth of a uh, Muslim. So much for their uh, anti-other religions and uh, being charitable and rules apply to everybody. They've got their own rules. I've got to ask you a question, Dr. Goldberg. What's the difference between a Shiite and a Sunni? Uh, it's essentially, as far as we are concerned, it's a family squabble. Uh, we are concerned, uh, I mean, their differences began about 1,400 years ago when it had to do with the uh, succession after Muhammad, who was going to be the caliph. And uh, uh-huh. there was one group of people wanted uh, a, a direct relative of Muhammad, uh, descendant, and the other group of people said that, well, any faithful Muslim can be the caliph. Uh, this was the beginning of it. And so they've been kind of at each other's throats ever since then. But again, that is a family squabble. When it comes to relations with non-Muslims, in other words, how Muslims are supposed to treat us and the war against non-Muslims and so on, they're identical. If you look, for example, you know, the Islamic Republic of Iran is Shiite. In their constitution, they say that their armed forces are to be used not only for defense of the country, but also for spreading Islam to the world. And then they cite a verse from the Quran, which, uh, uh, again, the Quran is Allah's literal word, and Allah commands them to obtain all possible weapons in order to terrorize non-Muslims. Well, that's the same verse in the Quran which the Muslim Brotherhood, which is Sunni, uh, has in its emblem. 
and its insignia. So they both cite the same verse, the Shiites and the Sunnis, in terms of their relations with non-Muslims and the war against non-Muslims. So as far as we're concerned, there's no difference. Uh, as far as they're concerned, the, the family squabble, they hate one another. Uh, there's also some uh, theological differences. For example, the uh, uh, Shiites uh, believe that their ayatollahs are somehow closer to Allah uh, than uh, the rest of humanity. Uh, for the uh, Sunnis, that is anathema, because for the Sunnis, every human being is equally a slave of Allah, and no one is closer to Allah. Uh, there are uh, Sunni Muslim scholars who uh, achieve respect in the Muslim community because of their knowledge of Islam, but it's not because uh, they are somehow uh, privileged above other non-Muslims. Uh, above, above other uh, so now, now when, when uh, Donald Trump and Gerald Kushner put together the Abraham Accords, which was for peace in the Middle East, it was basically the Shiites versus the Sunnis, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that was the concept that they used on that. Now, when you've got the new administration of Joe Biden, and he puts together a different thing where he's trying to, the uh, Saudis won't even talk to him, but he can go to the Iranians. Will this have a deleterious effect on the Abraham Accords? And what's he doing? He's recreating the entire Middle East the way it was, not the way that uh, Donald Trump did the Middle East, where there was peace and there was uh, genuine concern about Iran. He's changed the whole thing. Well, absolutely. Uh, The Democrats, ever since uh, Obama, really, uh, have been in favor of the Ayatollahs in Iran. That's the Shiites. Right. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. They are an unreasonable people. We had a deal worked out with the Saudis. We also had the Abraham Accords worked out. And now they're trying to disrupt everything. Our entire foreign policy in the Middle East has been totally disrupted, in my opinion. Yes, our our foreign policy is based on making Iran not only a nuclear power, which the Democrats are apparently in favor of doing, uh, but also the dominant power in the Middle East. And, of course, the Islamic Republic of Iran wants to have uh, what's called the uh, Shiite Crescent, which is uh, a land... uh, uh, territory which stretches all the way from Iran through uh, Iraq, through Syria, through Lebanon, through Israel. Uh, so the, uh, this is what the Islamic Republic of Iran and, is trying and, to establish. And now. to that end, he stopped the construction of the pipeline from Jordan and Israel to Turkey, as, just like he stopped the pipeline from Canada. That made no sense at all either. I mean, none of these things are doing anything for Israel, our friend in the Middle East, doing nothing for Israeli uh, friendship with the Saudis and others. Uh, It's not helping the situation in the Middle East. It's making it more precarious, in my opinion. Uh, You're absolutely right. It's much more precarious. Now, you have to understand, and everybody needs to understand, that the Democrat Party is beholden to the left wing and to the Muslim vote. And it's, it's every year the Muslim vote increases, and so the Democrats are more and more dependent on it. They cannot completely forsake Israel because there are a lot of liberal Jews who still support the Democrat Party. But uh, the Democrat Party as such cannot come out with a full-throated support for Israel because it would alienate their leftist and their Muslim base. And so uh, that is why 
uh, the Democrat Party is against the Abraham Accords, which divides the Muslim world into Shiite and Sunni and, and gets some of the Sunni uh, countries to, uh, to ally with Israel against the Islamic Republic of Iran. Now, what, do you, what do you think, Dr. Goldberg? I thought the Abraham Accords was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It is. It's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant tool because it divides the Muslim world. It divides right. the Arab world. Uh, the Arab world and the Muslim world were uniformly against Israel. And here we have some uh, Sunni Muslim countries which are essentially forming an alliance with Israel, and certainly they're uh, forming peace agreements and trade agreements and cultural exchange agreements. This is a, a, an enormous breakthrough uh, compared to the last 70 years uh, since Israel uh, came into existence. Uh, so it, it breaks up the Muslim world into those who support Israel, which are still uh, a small minority of the Muslim countries, right. and uh, those who are against it. Uh, now the question comes up, how can it be that any Muslim country uh, will support Israel? Doesn't Islam say that they have to be anti-Semitic? Well, uh, of course, Islam does say that they have to be anti-Semitic and anti-Israel, but uh, the leaders of some Muslim countries uh, also have to take into account their state interests, and their state interests contradict their religious interests, and the leaders of the countries will take this, uh, put the state interests ahead of their religious interests. And so when the, uh, these Muslim countries ally with Israel against the Islamic Republic of Iran, it's not because they have a different interpretation of Islam. It's because their state interests are more important to them than their religious doctrines. And they have to go against their own religious community by forming this alliance with Israel. And they're doing well. That. To, to a degree, it uh, becomes the, the Shiite Sunni. So they're not really going against their own religious uh, background on that because the Shiites uh, certainly have a different view of things than the Sunnis. So this yes, is what they happened. Look at, look at what happened. And, they, and people like Saudi Arabians, they can see what happened with the Iraq wars that, uh, where uh, Iran went into Iraq and tried to destroy Iraq. And uh, this happens, and they can see the same thing happening with Saudi Arabia. Uh, you're right. Uh, there is the, the, the Sunni-Shiite split that we're talking about. How is it possible for Muslims uh, to support Israel and to work with Israel, right. cooperate with Israel? And the answer to that is, again, that the leaders of those countries have to consider their interests of state, which comes yeah, and, and Israel Israel's not trying... They aren't trying to take over anybody or do anything to anybody. They just want to live in peace. And that makes right. them totally different from Iran. Exactly. And so those few countries like the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and even Egypt, Egypt and right. Morocco and Sudan, they're working with Israel now. And in fact, Morocco is working much closer, more closely with Israel than even Egypt or Jordan is. Uh, but, right. uh, again, the reason is that uh, these leaders uh, have their interests of state, which are more important than uh, their religious interests. So the, the Muslim leaders are not necessarily religious Muslims or, or not very religious Muslims. They have to worry about keeping the state together and doing what's in the interest of state. And so with Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates and so on, it's in their interest as a state 
to work together with Israel against Iran and also economically to work with Israel because it's tremendously profitable. But the leaders of those Muslim countries have to go against their, much of their population, which was raised to hate Jews, and to go against their own religious community. Uh, but they're doing that. In Egypt, you have President Sisi, who has uh, for a long time been working against the Islamic oh. religious community in Egypt. Thank goodness. Right. Uh, right. He understands that, and, and he's also cracked down on the Muslim Brotherhood, which of course had, they had a lot of trouble with the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. Right now, how much right. sense yeah. does it make for the United States to buy oil from Iran, or go trying to buy oil from Iran, and trying to buy oil from Russia, and trying to buy oil from Venezuela when they aren't going to buy oil from Texas, and they're not going to buy oil from Alaska, and they're not going to buy oil from Canada? How much sense does that make? Who is in charge of the of the uh, people who handle the economics in this country? It makes no sense at all. Uh, you're right. Well, the economic question is essentially secondary for the Democrats. Uh, what's important is ideology, and part of their ideology includes uh, so-called uh, climate change, working against climate change, which means abolishing fossil fuels. Uh, and so they are beholden to the environmentalist left-wingers, in their own party, uh, which uh, want to crack down on, uh, on oil and other fossil fuels. And so that's why they're stopping the production or reducing the production of oil in the United States. Uh, but we still need the oil, and so we have to go elsewhere to get it. And so until very recently we were getting a bunch of it from uh, Russia. We will uh, now, since uh, that is embargoed, uh, we're trying to get it from the Islamic Republic of Iran and Venezuela and all of our enemies. Uh, it's a disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful and demeaning uh, action on the part of the Biden administration. Here we go groveling to our enemies uh, to right. supply us with oil. Uh, How much sense yeah, does that make? It makes none. Now, a friend of yours, a friend of mine, is Daniel Greenfield. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's great. He is great. He wrote a really scathing article about uh, Joe Biden's State of the Union, which I thought was the best I'd ever read. And he also... Uh -huh brought forward something which you alluded to earlier and I hadn't thought about. Islam is the only winner in the Iraq, in the Ukrainian war. Ukrainian birth rates, 1.2 children per woman. Russia's 1.5 children per woman. Uh, the Chechen or the Muslim soldiers, 2.5 children per woman. So uh, what he's saying is uh, Ukrainian and Russian deaths will never um, be replaced the Muslims will be taking over Russia and the Ukraine. And even the Russian Orthodox Church says it's already too late. The suicides and uh, Russia's 600,000 abortions a year has reduced their population. So this is what he's saying will happen. They're just going to do it by reproducing more. Does that make logical sense? I think it does. When I'm reading it, it, it sounds a very strange, but nobody else has brought that up. You did earlier. Well, the jihadists, in a sense, are bringing it up indirectly. They're rooting uh, for both sides to kill one another. You know, the Ukrainians right. and Russians, they should fight and kill one another because they're all Christians. They're all non-Muslims. And so uh, anytime Christians fight Christians, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the jihadists are all in favor of that. Well, in a sense, just like we are in favor uh, when Muslims fight Muslims. Uh, and for right. the same reason, it, it weakens their camp. 
so uh, yes, the Muslims are, are ultimate winners in this uh, Ukraine-Russia debacle, but so is China. Uh, we don't want to talk about that so much on this show now, but, but uh, keep in mind that uh, China is there to pick up the pieces. China is uh, much more of a threat than Russia is uh, because of its economic power. Uh, so, uh, but the, the situation, now Jim Simpson wrote a book about this, and the fact of the matter is he wrote the red-green axis. And what we have in a, going up against America and what the Democrats are supporting is a red-green axis. It's the communists and the Muslims working together. They did that when they took over Russia, and then the communists threw the Muslims out, uh, a lot of them. But they're coming back right now. But the fact of the matter is, this is the groups that are here, and they've got sleeper cells all over this country, and we're not awake, are we? Uh, not at all. <clears throat> and you talk about the red-green axis. Uh, right. what's going on in this country, and that is the Democrat Party. Red-green means the Democrat leftists and the Democrat Muslims. They're working together. Working together. We're The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history well wells fargo and goldman sachs say this is the time to buy gold patriot gold group where your ira or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may qualify for no fee for life ira call 800-356-4470 for details patriot gold group consumer affairs top rated gold ira dealer five years running call 800-356-4470 today like to make a real quick announcement to support my friend kevin jackson who along with tim wilkins and brad stein thursday march 31st at the venue 8600 east anderson drive in scottsdale the unapologetic american comedy tour they're going to fight it with comedy go for it boys kevin jackson tim wilkins brad stein hey have some fun have some comedy, put some levity. That's the one thing the left can't take is comedy. You can't laugh at them, but we're going to. March 31st in Scottsdale. Carl, if people, Dr. Goldberg, I'm sorry. That's Carl. fine. Call me by my first name. Carl, if uh, people want more information on what's going on, more information about what's happening, they can get it by writing to you at Ideology of Islam at cox.net and you will send them out information that's the best way to get you don't want people having it who don't want it you don't want it spread out to everybody you want it to those who are sincerely interested Uh, absolutely i'll be happy to send any information answer any questions about islam which people may have you know erskine i would like to return for a moment you started the show with reference to the quran and uh, i'd like to talk about a couple of other items in the quran which people need to be aware of uh, first of all, <clears throat> I think we're aware that in Islam, women are subordinated to men. Well, there right. are many passages in the Quran which uh, uh, essentially talk about the inferiority of women. 
And uh, the main passage that uh, declares that is uh, verse 434, which says, Men have authority over women because God has made the one superior to the other. And uh, it goes on to say that good women are obedient. And for those from whom you fear, that, uh, and the you refers to Muslim men, from whom you fear disobedience, admonish them, forsake them in beds apart. In other words, you deprive them of uh, sexual and emotional intimacy and beat them. In other words, if they don't come around to being obedient to the husbands, the husbands are entitled to beat them. Now, uh, Muslims uh, generally interpret that as to beat them lightly, as opposed to simply an open-ended command to beat them. But nevertheless, it's very clear that the husband has a right to beat his wives. If, uh, uh, and Carl, when I was in Canada, they arrested this guy for beating his wife with a hockey stick. So in and his, other words, his defense was, uh, I didn't know it was illegal. Subordination of women to men in Islam. In addition to that, there's a sexual subordination. Uh, verse 2.23 in the Quran says, quote, Women are your fields. Go then unto your fields when and how you please. And this has been, been uh, uh, incorporated into Sharia law, uh, which then says Sharia, well, a standard Sharia law says a husband possesses full right to enjoy his wife's person in what does not physically harm her. He is entitled to take her with him when he travels. And so uh, uh, the sexual subordination of women to men is anchored again in Allah's literal word in the Quran. Now, another thing about Islam, they believe very strongly in the notion of retaliation. It says, quote, uh, uh, believers, retaliation is decreed for you in bloodshed, in other words, in case of murder. A free man for a free man, a slave for a slave, and a female for a female. And notice the order in which that is done. In other words, if someone kills a male in my tribe or my clan, I have a right to go kill a male, uh, a man in his tribe. If they kill one of my slaves, I can go and kill one of their slaves. Uh, nobody's thinking about the life of the slave. And finally, if they kill a female in my family or tribe, I have a right to go kill a female in their tribe. And then the Quran goes on to say, let evil be rewarded with evil. So there's no such thing as turning the other cheek in uh, oh. Islam. Another verse in Islam says, if anyone attacks you, attack him as he attacks you. Uh, and, and another one... That, that's, says, how, that's how never-ending wars get started, that type of uh, retribution, <laughs> yes. right. Another one that says, and we, that is uh, Allah, ordained for them, uh, talking about the Jews, I suppose, uh, but uh, Muslims are supposed to follow this, a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a nose for a nose, an ear for an ear, and a tooth for a tooth. Well, Muslims take this quite literally. Uh, nobody else does, but Muslims do. And there was a case, in fact, in Saudi Arabia, maybe about 10 years ago, where someone broke the back of another Muslim uh, in, in a fight, and uh, the uh, perpetrator was taken to court. And the judges decided that uh, because of this verse in the Quran, uh, this perpetrator had to have his back broken. Oh, uh, I mean, it's a horrible thing. It, it turns out Dude. that the, the, they didn't find any doctors who were willing to do it. And so... Uh, to uh, us, it's barbaric. It it's barbaric to it's us. Barbaric. Thank you, Dr. Goldberg, for telling the truth. 
all aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. We're hearing a lot about the Ukraine. It's the only thing that we hear. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, every network, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Great. Well, Alan Hendrickson knows a lot about it. He uh, lived here. We met uh, here in Phoenix uh, a while back, and he lived in the Ukraine for three and a half years until what happened. He was defrauded by his Ukrainian ex-wife. He learned a lot about their justice system, learned a lot about Putin, Russia from living there. He lived there. The best way to learn about somewhere is to live there. And he lived there for three and a half years. He learned about the Ukraine, the good, the bad and the indifferent. Tell us a little bit about it, Alan. It's not what we're hearing, is it? No, we're not hearing much about what it's really like over there. Um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in western Kansas, uh, where people are friends and neighbors because they want to be and because they need to be. They rely on each other. They depend on each other, and they care for each other. And Right. The thing about it is in small towns, you can trust each other because everybody knows everybody else. And you're you're good for your word, or nobody will talk to you. You better just get That's out right. of that town, if, right? If there, if you do something wrong, everybody, they, you know, they used to say you don't read the paper to find out who did what. They read the paper to find out if they got caught. Right, absolutely. So now it wasn't that way in the Ukraine, was it? It was very much that way in Ukraine. The cities um, are like cities everywhere. They're a little bit more impersonal, and people are a little bit more reserved especially if you look different or you talk different. But, you know, we treat people the same way here. But what I was impressed with early on in my time in Ukraine was once you got outside the cities, out into the countryside, the people were the same as the people that I grew up with in ah. uh, in nowhere, in Kansas. If you, and, if you and needed something uh, the, and the, they had it. The Ukraine was the breadbasket of Europe. So it, you had a lot of farming communities around there, didn't you? Yes, and the crops were pretty much the same as what I grew up with, and uh, the people treated each other the same way. If, you, if somebody had something that you needed, they gave it to you. If you needed uh, if you needed food, they invited you into their homes and put everything that they had on the table. So it was uh, that part of it was very comforting. The longer I was there, the more I learned to uh, speak a little bit of the language and. Uh, um, understand that I would have been more comfortable there if I'd spoken the language better when I first got there. But I had a number of uh, occasions when I had to rely on on local people over there for one thing or another, walking down a a frozen solid sidewalk that hadn't ever been maintained for the whole winter and had two inches of ice on it that were just like walking on an ice rink falling down having young people crowd around me and pick me up and help me 
uh, get where I was going and things that I really didn't expect. So, uh, my experiences overall were mostly pretty good. The, you know, they're obviously dramatic, um, social differences that are largely uh, due to history and, and the politics, nothing to do with people. The people there are the same as people here. They, they want the best for their children. They want, uh, the best for each other. If one, one big difference there is they don't have political correctness. So if you offend somebody, they'll tell you and they'll probably never speak to you again. But if they like you and you treat, <laughs> I got no problem. It's with true. That. It's true. No, I don't either. I mean, it's honesty to an extent that we don't expect in our culture. You know, my my ex uh, early on in our relationship uh, taught me that one of the big lies about our society was uh, freedom of speech. We don't have freedom of speech, and we haven't had for some time. You might no. have freedom of speech if you're a liberal and you want to say something nasty about conservatives or about honesty or about truth, but because you can say any of that and get away with it. But if you want to tell something the way it really is and have people take responsibility for their actions, right. uh, we don't like that. You know, people, people in this country don't like that. So no, they she taught me early out. on. We got canceled. Exactly. Culture. Exactly. So um, I, I guess the, the, the total... Justice system in the Ukraine. This is something that a well, lot of people are wondering about, especially when you've got somebody like Joe Biden going over and his son, and you know they're ready to investigate him. And he says, uh, "Well, uh, we're not going to give you any money if unless you get rid of this prosecutor. That's extorting right. money from poor country." And uh, well, I'm looking at that. Is their justice system pretty well paid off? Is that what the deal is? I'd say that it's gone in the time that they've had their independence. It's gone from total corruption, uh, which is what the what Soviet Union or Russia still has, to um, a lot more corruption than we would tolerate in our society. But they're working on it. They really do have people in politics who are working on it. Uh, I sent a car over there. Uh, I have a Ukrainian green card, which just means I have permanent resident status. Right, right. And and uh, they have an exception to allow someone with that status to import a car without paying duties on it, which if you've ever done that or if you've ever tried to bring a car into this country or take one anywhere else, the prohibitive factor most often is the, the duties and fees that you have to pay. Well, they had an exception for people coming to Ukraine to, to be able to bring a car one time without paying any duties on it. So we had a car here that uh, we wanted to take over there, and it was quite an adventure going through the shipping process. Uh, we had it shipped in a container, by the way, for about, uh, it was under $1,000. Now that cost about $8,000, and that's wow. thanks to thanks to our administration and all the changes that have taken place. and in shipping fees and everything else due to um, fuel costs and, and all kinds of other uh, criteria that have changed in the last couple of years. But, yeah, the, the shipping container has gone from $1,200 to, in some cases, $15,000, which is why it now costs about 4 or 5 bucks to ship a Tonka truck from China to the U.S., so between between the shipping costs and the availability and uh, labor and everything else, it's uh, 
it's changing what we're doing and what we're seeing day by day. We haven't seen anywhere near the total effect of uh, of all these changes on our prices of food and everything else that we buy. We're going to see more and more of that as this year goes on. Our right. inflation rate is is nowhere near what the government claims it to be. It's probably two or three times higher. I got a perfect example, and I'm sorry if I'm getting off track, but no, I no. got my uh, I got my Social Security. Uh, increase that everybody got this year the 5.9 percent and in the same notification i got the increase of the charge that they take from our social security for our medicare right which went up wiped it out no 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 it was three times the rate of our pay increase it was about 15 percent wow so they they admit the costs have gone up that much but they're not going to pay us that so oh. anyway, I'm, I'm sorry now, for let my me, digression, let me, but let's get back to our question. Yes. What about Putin and Russia? How are they looked at in the Ukraine? Well, the, as the as the as the criminals that they are, that the, the Ukrainians have a uh, a pretty strong hatred for for Russia and for Putin um, in general. You know, there there's a there are different factors of the population there, just like different factors in our population you know um, our generation my generation my wife's generation uh grew up with being subject to uh, rules and guidelines and everything else of ussr seeing their activities you know in the in the region and worldwide and we're thrilled to death about getting their independence to be able to start charting the future for their uh society and you know it's taken them time and they've stumbled at times when they first when they first became independent the russian language had been the official language of most of well of the country or the area of ukraine for some time for a couple of generations so everybody in the eastern half of the ukraine and right down the middle spoke russian and had for the second generation most people in Western Ukraine still spoke Ukrainian and resented people from the center and eastern part of the country for trying to speak to them in Russian instead of recognizing their heritage and learning to speak Ukrainian. Right. In, the early, in the early days of their uh, government operations, once they declared Ukrainian as their official language, they were conducting all of these state uh, meetings, all of their uh, congressional meetings and so forth, in Ukrainian, which a lot of people spoke at about a first or second grade level. So it, it's taken them a, a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of patience to work their way to getting to where they are, but they're very proud of what they've done in that time. And they've put a lot of effort, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. And now we have this madman who can't be described as anything else because you know there's there's no there's no logical uh, motivation behind what he's doing of course he's the land grab and the natural resources in ukraine that's one thing that people are overlooking when they talk about what putin wants he doesn't just want the shoreline he wants the he wants the uh, uranium he wants the titanium he wants all the things that he needs to strengthen his military uh, strength and presence. You know, these nuclear submarines are built out of titanium uh, holes. 
that's that's where we learned it is when we ca- captured their first uh, nuclear submarine that that we got. So they have it's all kinds lighter, of things. It's lighter. It's stronger. It's faster. Correct, uh, right. and, and more expensive. More expensive to to build with. But you know, once and anyway, that kind of thing. Like the, the materials of war are readily available in Ukraine, and those now, are now the Ukrainian huge, people. Ukrainian people realize that uh, in their heritage, the Russians starved them out. They starved them out, just like the British starved out the Irish, causing the potato famine. They starved out the Ukrainians. So they have no love any more than the Polish do for the Russians. Tragedy is a great teacher of history, and they've suffered tragedy at the hands of uh, Stalin Stalin. and 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 other Russian leaders to the point where there's nobody there that hasn't been affected by it. Right. Um, my my ex mother-in-law told stories because she grew up during World War II about how one week the Russians would come through and they would take over, and the next week the Germans would come through and they would right. take over. Right. They were always they always felt safer and more comfortable in the presence of the Germans because even with the atrocities that they were committing. They weren't nearly as as horrible as uh, what the Russians did to the Ukrainians. Wow. Ukra- Russia considers Russians consider Ukrainians to be a inferior race, and I, I, I can't think of another another uh, situation to compare it to. But we've had them throughout history, everywhere. I, I now, guess if you talk to somebody who lived in the southern United States or Texas or Arizona along the border, who was really racist and and crude. They would talk about Mexican people the same way that Russians talk about Ukrainian people. So there's a lot of intermingling, and there are so many families who have presence in both countries that they have every reason to think of each other as family and brothers, and and no reason really to have this kind of nonsense going on. So the, you know, the Nazis, the Nazis treated them better than the Russians. We get back yes. more on that. More on that. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. I with Alan Hendrickson, who lived in the Ukraine for three and a half years. Alan, what I'm gathering from you is that the Russians will have a terrible time trying to occupy the Ukraine, and they're going to have an impossible time trying to control the Ukraine because these people are proud. They're proud of their country, and they certainly don't want to be overtaken by the Russians. Is that uh, accurate? Absolutely. 
And, and the disappointment, the, the disappointment that I'm sorry, the disappointment that they have in us is that we are the model for them of their uh, love of democracy. Right. Well, the leader is certainly dynamic who they have there. And when I'm looking at this, I'm wondering if uh, you hear from uh, Putin that the Ukrainians had Nazis who were in charge of their leadership. Did you see any evidence of that? I I can't imagine anything but hatred for the for the concept of of Nazism in Ukraine. I've never seen any of it, and and their Jewish leader certainly would not be someone who would subscribe <laughs> right, to any of that. Right. You know, the the city where uh, I lived and where my ex is from is is pretty much in the center. You people you've seen it on the maps that they show on on the news, but they haven't talked much about. It. There hasn't been as much bombing or activity there yet, although they're working their way. It's Dnipropetrovsk, or, or currently they've changed the name to Dnipro, D-N-I-P-R-O, and it's in the kind of the, if you go from the exact center of Ukraine, it's a little bit south and a little bit east. It's actually the third largest city in the country, and it has the largest Jewish cultural center in Europe. Wow. Wow. So what we need to do, we need a president who will stand up and help the Ukrainian people instead of leading from behind, don't we? We need somebody who um, will, you know, we've been talking about the truth being the first casualty of war. My, my, what I would say is the truth and logic are also the early casualties of liberalism because they get away with saying everything they want to in the media because right. the mainstream media just follows along and nods their heads, you know, in in ignorance. And so many of our people, unfortunately, will swallow that pill. But what they desperately need is for someone who's not afraid of having their crimes exposed to our public. And then that's the position that Biden is in, in my opinion, because he's afraid that he and his son could possibly have to suffer some consequences from what they did oh, over yeah. there and the bribes oh, and, yeah. and this, this, right. the hush With money Bur- that they took. From Burisma, and, right. And and Putin certainly has all of that information. He probably has a wall of it in one of his offices that's that's like a shrine that he's waiting to, to drop and has, has over Biden's head. And And we can believe that Biden is above and beyond that kind of thing, but... If, you, if we do, we're being very naive. The things that he's done in his career uh, that are that are exactly the opposite of what he says and, and the way he acts are, uh, are just unbelievable and undeniable. So it, the the people over there they're in a they're in a really really tough situation because they have to show appreciation for what we're doing for them, and of course they right. are appreciative, but at the same time they know that. Our government holds their fate in its hands, and they they are expecting to get the help that they need. We were involved in the negotiations that to, to guarantee their protection when they gave up their nuclear weapons. What are we right. doing with that? We're not honoring that. We're not honoring those agreements. What does that make us? 
Well, it then makes they gave exactly up the nuclear, nuclear weapons. They were supposed to become free and they were never to become invaded. That's part of the agreement. We should hold Russia to that agreement. Exactly. We have every right to. And, and to be cowards facing a bully like Putin, you know, I think I was in the second grade when I finally figured out that there was only one way to deal with a coward. And we see it on TV and in the movies all the time. And it may be, you know, it may seem silly or nostalgic, but there is only one way to deal with a bully, and that's to call his bluff and to stand up to him. And I believe and you believe David will defeat Goliath. Thank you for being on, guys. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Clay Clark describes himself as a husband, a father of five kids. He loves Jesus. He has nothing to sell you. He wants to get you the truth. I describe him as a Christian who loves Jesus, his family, America, as a true patriot. We're going to discuss his tour with General Flynn to reawaken America. Now, a lot of people are trying to reawaken America. We've got uh, Kevin Jackson with his Make America Laugh Tour, which is beginning March 31st in Scottsdale. Uh, you'll find all that information up on my website, truthexpressradio.com. Clay's doing the same thing with General Flynn, one of the great patriots of America's had, person that they had, Democrats had to get rid of because Flynn knew the truth and knew where the bodies were. Now, you say you believe in individual freedom, limited government, rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. You believe in the individual, right, Clay? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And thank you for allowing me to be here with you. Yes. Now, anybody who's got 13 cats, you've got to, got to be a little bit a little bit uh, strange. And that's wonderful. That's, I got one, and that's enough for me. But you've written <laughs> a lot of books. Now, most of them have been on entrepreneurship. Your last one, Thrive, how to take control of your destiny and move beyond surviving. We are not survivors. We're, we're people who want to thrive, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, I, I believe in America right here now, we find ourselves at a time in American history where most people are finding it hard to not be involved in politics. I mean, if you want to take your kids to a soccer game or go to the mall or go watch a movie or go to church, there is a political discussion in the debate around every corner because the deep state Luciferians that are trying to take over our freedoms want to impose mask mandates and vaccine mandates. And if you go to time2freeamerica.com, time to freeamericacom you can actually see all the patents that prove their plan. 
And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, you can see that in 2002, the Centers for Disease Control, they, they, they patented the coronavirus transmissible right. to humans. Right. In 2002. And Fauci gave them the money to do it. Now, we're in all correct. that information the are listed right there. Uh, they're hiding truth. The deep state's in fear of being exposed. And is this demonic? Absolutely. How do you know it? Because the devil is the great deceiver. We're being deceived everywhere we look, aren't we? Now, we've got the election that was stolen in 2020. The COVID is uh, proven lies. The Biden laptop, I think that's going to do him in. But they put us in fear. And when you're in fear, you're in common sense. Now, what you're doing, what Kevin Jackson's doing, you're waking people up to the lies in the media, the lies in the schools, the lies even in a lot of the churches to reawaken America. And that's what we need. It's working and people are starting. They're coming out of their shell. They're no longer hiding in fear, are they? They're willing to come out and listen, aren't they? Now, what I think is going to happen, I uh, personally believe that the Biden laptop is going to come through very, very forcefully, very interesting. And there's so much information on there. You think that we've got information on the Hunter Biden laptop so does Putin. Absolutely. He's being blackmailed, I'm sure, by that laptop. So what I think is going to happen is the laptop is going to come forward. It's going to come out as information. And what's going to happen with that is Biden will probably step down as president and pardon himself and his son. I would imagine that that is what's going to happen. How's that for a scenario for you? Well, Clay's uh, tour is going to be in Redmond, Oregon, and uh, Nevada Republican uh, Party on April 1st. Now, his uh, tour is a tremendous tour. It's to reawaken America, along with General Michael Flynn. Couldn't go with a better person than General Flynn. And it's uh, to reawaken America, and you can get it through the website, which is at truthexpressradio.com. Now, I also want to mention the other tour, which I've found to be so exciting, is Kevin Jackson, and he's killing them with comedy. Way to go. Make America laugh again. Not make America great again. Make them laugh again. We've got to laugh. Unapologetic American comedy tour with Tom Wilkins and Brad Stein. And that's going to be at uh, the venue, 8600 East Anderson Avenue in Scottsdale. Get all the information by going up to truthexpressradio.com, where we keep everything. Now, one of the things that uh, Clay Clark has been working on uh, is not only his books, but not only his show, but it's a show which has a lot to talk about, and he's got uh, some people on there. Now, Clay was one of the first people, along with me and others, who talked about what was going on with the COVID. The COVID was put in to a large degree, I believe, my opinion, my opinion. If it's not yours, that's fine. I think that they wanted to put us in fear, and it's had a very good effect on that. Americans are now in fear. They're afraid to say anything. They're afraid to do anything. They're in a fear status. Now, what that means is that once you're in fear, you freeze. And once you freeze, you can't do anything. That's why we're having all this not only have they put us in fear with that, but they've got the open borders. They're bringing over people. We're afraid of that. Not only have they done that, 
but uh, I mean, it just keeps on going and going and going. The things that they that we have to be afraid of, have to be afraid, very afraid. Are we going to have a nuclear war? Wake up under a uh, mushroom-shaped cloud? We don't know anymore. It's all very tenuous. And people are acting strange. They're acting very strange. If you don't take the shot, you're going to die. If you don't get this, you're going to die. Well, we're all going to die. We've all got got a limited time when we're born. And so we can't live in fear. To live in fear is to live without common sense. So what do we have to do? We've got to turn to God. And we've got to pray to God that we will get out of this. We will be better off. And it was like Pogo Possum said, I ain't afraid of death. Of course, I could live without it. So we're in a, one, a period where we have never seen before. The inflation is like it's never been before. We've got leadership that is not leading like they should. We've got people there who are out for their own self, uh, self, uh, self as opposed to our country. And we are in a mess. We've got uh, two parties that neither one are doing what they should. Now, there are some good people in both parties, in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, and we need to support them. And we also need to look at the downline people at this next election. How important is a prosecutor? Very. How important are school board elections? Very. How important are judges if you get to vote for them? Very. All these positions are very important. It is about your future, my future, our kids, our grandkids, their grandkids. It's about the future of America. That's what we have to stand up for right now. Now, thank goodness there are more people going out like Clay Clark with his, uh, with his uh, event, thepatriotimpact.com, and he's got it all up there uh, with Reawaken America Tour. It's up on Truth Express Radio. And we've got uh, information about the Thrive Time show out of Tulsa. I've always liked Tulsa, except in springtime when they hit, it becomes the buckle of the uh, tornado bell. That's a little bit tough, but it's a wonderful, wonderful city. And he's also done some of the best work that I have seen on the truth about COVID. So I know that Clay has been banned from just about everywhere, as I have. Now, when they start banning people, on things that should be discussed, that shows you one thing, that the left is very scared. They wouldn't ban you if they weren't afraid. They wouldn't ban you if they didn't, if they said, hey, we've got this thing nailed. We know it's that the vaccine's 100% and nobody will ever get COVID if they take the vaccine. They wouldn't ban you if they knew that. They wouldn't ban you if uh, you didn't say, what about ivermectin? when it's been proven how well it works. They wouldn't ban you if it wasn't about hydroxychloroquine, if it wasn't proven that it works. But they want what's expensive and what comes from big pharma. They want control, absolute control. That's the difference. We are out to have control of our own lives. You have to take control of your own medical conditions. If you don't, you can have a major problem. I've got a friend and her mother took the shot. What happened? She immediately came down with clots in her arm, with her in her legs and in her lungs. Then she went in. She was in perfect health and it turned out that she had cancer in her liver and her stomach all all over her. Now, how did that happen? Was the cancer from the shot 
We'll talk about that next week with a doctor or two who may know what's going on about that. But did the shot affect her with the clots? There is every reason to believe it probably did. I say probably. Nobody knows for absolute sure. But it's happened to enough people where they, a lot of people, I know my friend Dr. Jane Orion in Tucson calls it the clot shot. She was the first one to call it that. David Spring talked about that. And some of the things that are added, we don't know. We really don't know. Has it been approved? And children, should they take it? Definitely, in my opinion, and according to Dr. Charles Simone, no, because children don't have the receptor sites. Now, a couple of things that you want to do to be safe, stay away from ibuprofen because it forms receptor sites. And ACE inhibitors do the same thing. So if you're taking an ACE inhibitor for your blood pressure, stay away from that. Now, this is not living in fear. This is living in understanding and doing what is right. So you don't have to live in fear. When we've got the riots happening in the cities, we've got the defunding the police. That puts us all in fear. Without law, we have no freedom. Thank you, police and first responders, for being there for us. Because without law, we have no no freedom. So... Coming up, we're going to have John Guandalo on, and he is extremely good. He's the founder of Understanding the Threat, and I think you're going to like having Mr. Guandalo on. And I appreciate everything that uh, Dr. Carl Goldberg had to say. And Alan Hendrickson, Alan, I really appreciate that. He has uh, so much respect and love for the Ukrainian people. We didn't get into the problem they had with his wife, but... He obviously was defrauded by her, and that could in turn make somebody bitter. But he turned that bitter into love and to respect for the people of Ukraine. I think that's a very good thing. Uh, We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back on Truth Express Radio. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, give us a call. And also, all of our programs are up on almost every podcast site that you would want to go to we've got everything up there on the podcast site so make sure you go there now it made sense to me that if we have oil available in texas which we do oil available in canada which we do why do we not have uh take our own oil from canada and from texas as opposed to begging it from other people that doesn't make any sense to me or anybody else. And it doesn't make any sense to you. I know that. We need to do that. We can produce it better. We can produce it cheaper. And we can produce it better quality. Clark uh, is going to be having the reawaken tour with General Flynn. Now, the first place they're going to be is in, this is coming up April 1st. And he's been, already had the tour going, but April 1st is going to be in uh, Oregon. And then uh, also in Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas is for the Republican Party in Las Vegas, and that should be a very interesting time in Las Vegas. And the one in Oregon is uh, part of the tour. I'm not sure if General Flynn's going to be with him or not, but it certainly will be interesting. Now, the other thing that's happening, he had a lot to say about the uh, 270-page report of uh, evidence coming out uh, from Sidney Powell. Dominion Voting has dropped their billion-dollar lawsuit against Sidney Powell. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing 
So when you have that happening, then you know something's going on. And what's going on is the truth is coming out. You can fool some of the people some of the time, and most of the people most of the time. But doggone, you can't fool all the people all the time. Now, I'll say Blinken said that, and he meant it, and it's exactly the truth. The American people cannot be fooled all the time, and especially with the the uh, Dominion voting. Now, we talked a little bit about how this is demonic. The devil's in the details, yes. The devil is what? It's known as the great deceiver. And we had the election stolen. We had COVID lies. We had uh, Biden laptop cover-up lies. We've got the people coming in across the border. We've also got uh, everything going on, uh, including, I think, the big problem is our inflation. This is hurting all of us. It's hurting all Americans. And when you have that going on, it's hard to worry about anything else. It's hard to worry about what's going on in the Ukraine when we've got inflation that is hurting the poor the most. The rich are not hurt by it. They will be because they'll take it. it's using up uh, their retirement money. Those who are retired, not making a lot of money, saved all their life. And what they've saved is not worth not worth anything. They can't, they're not even staying even. They're going backwards. And that's a scary thing under retirement. But it is one of those things where it's happening right now, and we hope that we can get inflation under control. Federal Reserve is probably doing the right thing. They kept one person off the Federal Reserve, which was the proper thing to do. Thank you, Joe Manchin, for doing that and standing up for Americans to the party. It's more important that we have people stand up for party. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. It is altogether possible that California become a Republican state. They're getting fed up with it, can't take it anymore. Prices are killing them. And every, I think that is going to be the big issue. Now, am I really concerned about the Ukraine? Yes and no. Yes, because I know that what's going on there is wrong. No, because I'm really concerned about the inflation. I'm really concerned about what's happening to my money, my friends' money, my our friends' businesses, and everything else. We've got major problems here. And of course, as it says in the Bible, if you get a sty in your eye, you have to take it out before you can take something out of somebody else's. You can't do it unless you do it that way. You've got to take care of yourself first. And we're at a point now where we have to take care of America first. Not only America first, 
but we have to take care of America first. And that's what's so important. Now, if you want to write to me, you can write to me. Go to Truth Express Radio. Uh, Ron has done a wonderful job of expanding the website. It's easier to navigate. I think you'll like it a lot better. The Truth Express. Now, we changed the name from Erskine Radio to Truth Express because it's more expressive of what we are trying to do. We're trying to get the truth out. It never became as important as it has now. When you watch three or four different stations and you get three or four different opinions, and it's all COVID's gone. Now they're on to another thing. They're on to the Ukrainian issue, which is a cover-up for a lot of the dirty, filthy back deals which have been done. It's a cover-up for that. We know that. We see it. So knowing that, we go with what's there. We deal with that and go on from there. Now, thank you, Clay Clark. Thank you, Kevin Jackson, for going and waking up America. We're all trying to do that. We're all trying to wake up America, and we're trying to make it a better place, a safer place, an honest place, a place where the individual, and we believe in the collective of the individual, not the collective. That's another thing that I think is so important. I'll go over this one thing that Clay has, and we'll do this first. We believe, he says, in individual freedom. I know you do. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't. We believe in limited government. Yes, we, the people, empower the government, not the other way around. We believe in a rule of law. Without that, we have no freedom. We believe in peace through strength. People understand strength. They'll negotiate better with strength. We believe in physical responsibility, not throwing trillions of dollars away, but physical responsibility. Country that hasn't got a $30 trillion deficit. We believe in free markets, absolute free markets. And that includes the internet, free markets of the internet and big tech. And we believe in human dignity, the right of all people. And as a subset to that, we believe in honesty and freedom for those who are transgender. But we don't believe in them competing unfairly with women because it's unfair because women are built differently. Oh, I, I know I've heard people say, no, 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 no. Well, they are. We know that. There's no question about it. And it's very, very difficult. A young girl. And I, I swam competitive. I know what it's like. You're up at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. Cold water. Training every single day. Training to try to get ahead. To try to get that scholarship. To be part of something. And then they throw a ringer in you. In there. They throw in a guy. You're not going to compete with him. He's bigger, stronger, faster. And it's the fact of the matter is he's built differently. So breaks every record, becomes a hero. To some, but not to not to the girls who have been trying so hard. It's totally unfair to them. Let's use common sense. Let's use common sense again. We've got to bring that back in this country. So I hope you're enjoying. We're trying to bring you the best guests, and we're trying to bring you truth. It's very simple. We'll be right back.
board the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Don Guadalupe, president founder of Understanding the Threat, the only organization in America providing tools to leaders, police, and citizens to identify and dismantle jihadist, terrorist, and communist networks in their local communities. The co-author of Sharia, The Threat to America, the author of Raising a Jihadi Generation and Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia, Islam's Deception. We'll also discuss Ukrainians and Democrats versus Trump, the real coup. We need to understand the threat now more than ever. His books can be purchased at his website, understandingthethreat.com or at Amazon. John, we've never been in a position like this. Uh, we've had, got sleeper cells in this country like crazy. We've got an open border. Uh, we've got a feckless president who cannot stand up, who wants leadership from behind, which isn't leadership at all. And we've got uh, lies about what's going on. It turned out that the United Nations uh, declared March 15th the day of Islamophobia, where we have to fight it being Islamophobic. But we also understand that as part of the Koran, they're saying that they have to defeat and kill uh, Jews and Christians. I mean, I'm not going to defend people like that. I've never seen that in any other religion. And you've got an article that I thought was great. The other shoe drops. Biden's Kabuki Theater in the Ukraine is a cover for destroying the economy. Wow, I'd never thought about that. But the economy, COVID, all that's gone, isn't it, John? Yes. First of all, thank you, as always, for having me. And it's great to be able to have a discussion about what's actually going on. But, yes, you've got, I think, the starting on, on the, the biggest point I feel you just made is that what's happening today is uh, just another cover uh, over the truth and what I'm amazed at is that the same patriots in America who recognized that the, quote, Russia collusion that Mr. Trump was accused of was a lie. And, of course, now we know it was a lie, not only a lie. Uh, we know that the leaders in the Congress uh, who spoke out calling for Mr. Trump to be impeached knew it, they were lying. And when they testified behind closed doors, we knew they were lying. If you look at the uh, communist uh, Antifa and communist Black Lives Matter rioting across America under the false pretense uh, that there's systemic racism and all kinds of other things, uh, those same patriots knew that was a lie. They knew that the uh, election, uh, that there was great fraud in the election. They knew that that cover-up was a lie. They knew that the accusations about the people in Washington on January 6th 
was a lie. And they knew that the COVID mandates were that, that we were being lied to about what was actually going on and about the uh, statistics, which now we know we've been lied to again. So we've been consistently lying. And you've got the leadership of the FBI and the CIA uh, implicated factually on a number of things. So we know that they're part of the group that's lying to us. So these same patriots who understood all this are now all of a sudden waving Ukrainian flags saying Putin is the devil and we have to stand behind Ukraine, despite the fact that the same people that brought you all of those other lies are the same people like George Soros and Sean Penn and the Democrat Party and the Republican establishment. It's the same people. And all of a sudden, all these patriots are behind them. That's the part I am hoping patriots will get the two-by-four to the head wake-up call on during our discussion today, that maybe they need to take a second look because it is not what you think it is. We've been lied to by the Democrats, by the mainstream media, uh, all with uh, Ukraine patriots. We've also been lied to on the COVID vaccine. I think COVID came in uh, strictly to put people in fear. And when people are in fear, they lose common sense. They're afraid to move. They're scared. And they have scared the daylights out of a lot of Americans. Who can we trust in our government? The three-letter agencies. I put out the truth about COVID. And what happens? I get banned. You put out the truth, you get banned. I mean, but we can't be afraid of that. If they're banning us, then in my opinion, John, they're afraid of us. Well, I don't disagree with that. And it's not just that they're, they're, they are afraid that the truth, because they know right. the truth is the greatest weapon we have. And that's why, uh, you know, I, I think there have been a, a number of people that have said it, but I'll say it again, that what we do to understand the threat is we speak truth boldly about these things. Right. And we, and as you do, and what we believe is that is the greatest weapon here. But because people, as you just said, are scared, they're not right. speaking the truth. They don't want to get fired. But the re- you know, I'll just take a, a page out of Rand Paul's you know book where he said last August, you know, what would they do if everyone on the plane just didn't wear their mask? What right, would they do? Right. Now, you know, American Airlines or Delta or United, they'd shut down that day if they just cancel all their flights. So the reality is this this truly is all about a group of people in a very well-coordinated uh, effort uh, gaining power. It's all about control of the state power. And all of these different operations are just tools to get them to where they need to be. You talk about the red-green axis the communists and the Islamists. Now, uh, Jim Simpson wrote a wonderful book about that, and Susan Bradford wrote a wonderful book about it. It was the communists and the Muslims together who took over Russia from the czars. They, it was a combination of communists and the Muslims. Now, after the communists took over, they kicked the Muslims out. Now, they've got a record of eating their own, the communists do. They, they take care of their own afterwards. And a lot of these people who think that they're going to have such a great time, it's not going to happen. Now, this is exactly what we've got going here. It's a repeat. People say we've never seen it like this before. We haven't, but there's a lot of things that are quite similar. Now, you've got an organization. You're putting it together. 
Freedom 25, $25 a month for a, and you say, this is a Minuteman moment. I love that term, Minuteman moment. It really is a Minuteman moment, isn't it? It really is, because um, we have an opportunity right now, and I'm afraid the door is closing rapidly, that citizens at the local level have it. You know, what we do at Understanding the Threat is we train them and show them how to identify the communists, their organizations and their leaders, right. the jihadis, organizations and leaders, their collaborators who, who are not necessarily ideologically aligned with them and their funders, the financiers in their local community, show them how to find these people and how to flush them out of the community lawfully. Right, um, right. And it's at the county level that we take the action. It's at the national level that we have a strategy, but it's at the county level that the most effective action happens. And we are seeing that the, the communities that we've trained are having tremendous success. And But we don't have enough of them trained. We've got to get, you know, we have over 3,000 counties in America. You know, we assess you, you've got to get, you know, probably 600 um, counties trained. But really, if you get 150 key counties trained, it's going to start having a significant, um, a real significant impact. And uh, that's what we're working to do first and then expand. And of course, as you do this, other counties are hearing about it and they want it. Just, you know, one of the biggest things we're trying to do is let people know we're out here doing it. And I want to say this to your listeners. We're not doing this um, by ourselves. We have a number of allies that we work with. We have people that do all kinds of things and we bring all of those assets to bear to help you and your county and your state in what we do. Our specialty is assessing the threat, training, and getting you into action into your county and supporting that. But we have a lot of other resources and assets that we work with uh, that we can bring to bear. Um, but that's, that's, that's how we are going to win this war. And I don't believe there's another way to win it other no. than hitting it at the county level. We've got to start locally. We've got to start in things like corporation commissions. We've got to start with the schools. We've got to start with the prosecutors. We've seen how important that is. We've got to start with the sheriff's office. We've got to start with the people who are who are sitting on the boards of your uh, local cities and counties. That's where you have to start. That's where they started. We've got to get them out. We've got to get rid of the communists and the Muslims who are there. Um, not that I'm against the Muslims who are there. It's not a not a situation, but the fact of the matter is it's incompatible with our Constitution, the Muslim. And we talked with Dr. Carl Goldberg about that. You had a wonderful article called The Other Shoe Drops. Kabuki Theater in the Ukraine is covered for destroying the economy. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? Well, yeah, you've got a number of things going on. Uh, number one, uh, one of the first things I noticed as soon as the Ukraine was invaded by uh, uh, Russian military was um, this big immediate push for the new green deal, uh, which is designed to collapse the economy and a number of things that are now going on to include uh, 
you know, Saudi Arabia uh, doing business and, and talking about getting their oil from Qatar and not from, uh, you know, Russia, right. Uh, right. talking about getting off the U.S. dollar as their, uh, you know, their primary form of trade. Wow, there well, that means of- something. If they get off the dollar and we're no longer the world's reserve currency, they can't spend all the money they're doing, can't just create uh, fake money out of nowhere. That would collapse the U.S. economy, wouldn't it? Yeah, and we so we have a number of things that are going on that are extremely dangerous uh, on the economic side. Now, uh, on the bigger picture of the Ukraine war, two things I've noticed that nobody's answered these basic questions. Right. And if they have, they've provided no backing for their opinion, like the White House. Um, number one, why did Russia invade the Ukraine? And number two... What is, if there is one, the U.S. national security interest in coming to Ukraine's aid? And I haven't gotten, I haven't seen a reasonable um, answer, especially to that last question. So if we, first of all, I'll put the national security. If there's no national security interest in the United States, why has America turned on a dime Literally in a day, there was a day when the whole country went from dealing with what we were dealing with, which is this COVID pandemic, and it's the worst thing, and all of a sudden, we get reports from the DOD, from the insurance uh, claims that are filed from the funeral homes, where there's now significant data that uh, the number of people dying from the COVID vaccine is through the roof. And now we have official data from the DOD, government entities. We now have adjusted data from the CDC on that. We've got, again, all this other stuff. And we turned on a dime, and all of a sudden, everybody's waving Ukrainian flags as if they're the greatest democracy on earth. COVID's gone. COVID's gone away. We'll be back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Understanding the threat, understandingthethreat.com. Uh, U.S. national security interest in the Ukraine, John. You have three, three points. One, no deep understanding of the enemy situation. Two, no strategic plan. And three, no articulating U.S. national interest. That's leading from behind. How are you going into a war with no, under, no understanding of the enemy, no plan, no uh, national interest? That's insane, isn't it? It really is, and uh, it, it harkens back. I'd just like to point out, you know, the United States 
uh, fought wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Africa, right, right. Uh, and other places. And to date, as of today, through uh, four administrations, including this one, we haven't identified the threat. That's that. That's why we lost the war. Now, right. this president wants to start sending troops. He's got pre-deployed troops. He's talking about enforcing a no-fly zone, talking about giving military hardware and money to the Ukraine, which we're already starting to do, already have done. Uh, these are acts of war, especially enforcing a no-fly zone. Are we going to war in Russia with no plan, no strategy, and no national security interests? And, of course, I believe the answer is yes. And the reason is because this, what we're, just like everything else we've encountered, what we're encountering now is intentional. It is an intentional part of their strategy to bring down the constitutional republic that is the United States. And to look at this any other way is not to understand the very things that are happening right in front of your face. And for people that still don't get this, I don't know that you'll ever get it. Because you may be too stupid to live, as I like to say. Uh-huh. If you can't right. understand that what, what is going on right now is the intentional destruction of the republic, while you've got the leadership of the FBI and the CIA you know, literally taking criminal actions against you, they're not targeting Donald Trump. They're targeting you, the patriots. Right. That's, right. What, that's, the, that's the intent of what's happening. Now, you've got a quote from Richard uh, Higgins, director of, former director of Strategic Planning for National Security Council, obviously a very brilliant man who said, uh, more afraid of being accused of being called a racist, sexist, homophobe, or Islamophobe than failing to enforce the oath to support and defend the Constitution. The Republican establishment accepts and enforces cultural Marxist memes within its own sphere of operations and goes on to say they'll work with globalists corporatists and international financial interests to likewise service the deep state establishment republicans are the hard left's designated defeat mechanism in the structure of the old regime as well as the american ideal some are greedy some are traitors that's it they're more concerned about their own petty little jobs than they are america everything has become politicized in this country from covid to everything has become politicized instead of looking at very simple. America first. That's what should be in the back of their mind. Constitution of the United States is what they're taught to uphold and defend. You uphold, You took that oath very seriously when you went into the military, didn't you? Yep. When I went into the Naval Academy, when I was commissioned a Marine officer, when I joined the FBI, every time I swore an oath to protect and defend, that's exactly what I've, I've done. Right. Now, we need that oath to be kept by those in charge. I think those who are under underlings, those who go into the military, I believe that we have a lot of young men and women who go in there with the best of motives, absolutely the best of motives. They love the country. But some of those on top, you have to wonder about. It's all become political. It's all become political. And that's what we've got in our leadership. We've got a woke military. Do you think China's military is woke, John? I don't think so. Yeah, it's amazing if you look at uh, the uh, what what we're watching, um, Russia and China and their military doing, uh, and their how they're recruiting. And you look at what the United States is doing. 
You cannot look at that and not see that this is the hard left, the communists, the Democrat Party's intention to destroy the effectiveness of our U.S. military. Absolutely. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I've got to talk about an article that you wrote, John, if you don't mind. It's called Biden's Info Ops Have Patriots Chasing Their Tails. And you start off by talking about Russian collusion, systemic racism, COVID lockdowns, January 6th, support the Ukraine versus evil Putin. All that's aimed at Trump, isn't it? That's right. I mean, that, that's that's the a part of what we were speaking about earlier is that these same patriots that recognized all this other stuff uh, was uh, evil and antithetical to the Constitution and to liberty. Um, these are the same patriots jumping on the Ukraine is awesome, Putin is the devil bandwagon. And I just think um, it raises serious questions um, because it's disconcerting because it means the information operation that's being run right now. I mean, you've got senior Republicans calling for us to get behind uh, the Ukraine and to put American lives and treasure on the line. And my question is, why? What's the U.S. national security interest? Absolutely. Now, there's a a headline from New York Post that you have posted in the article, and the headline is about spies who lie. 51 liars, including James Clapper, Leon Panetta, Michael Hayden, I mean, it just goes on and on. Who do you trust in the government? Who do we trust now in our three-letter agency? Are they fighting for we the people now? It doesn't look that way, John. It really doesn't. No, it certainly does not. I don't see any evidence that any branch, any component of the federal government, to include the Agriculture Department, uh, pick one, Treasury Department, uh, is is being led by their senior leadership uh, by anybody that has any desire to uphold the constitutional oath and to uh, promote liberty and, most importantly, do the primary purpose of the federal government to s- secure the liberties that God gave us. And and they've been meeting. weaponized against we the people. These agencies have been weaponized against we the people, not our enemies. That's right. That's exactly right. So you have to ask, what what then is going on and what then is the the purpose of this now with with understanding the threat 
and the work that you're doing in getting people to understand the threat, as so many other people are doing, but nobody's doing the job like you're doing. Uh, when you go out and you're seeing people, they want to hear the truth. People are anxious to hear the truth, and you are waking people up, are you not? Yes, I think um, people are energized when they hear the truth and when they hear that there's a solution. And the solution is actually simple. It's not complicated. It uh, the, the actions you take can be very simple and they can have devastating consequences, consequences for the bad guys. And that's the part that people really appreciate because they feel like uh, they're looking and I just, we just had some conversations with some folks around the country this week who are feeling dismayed. They're feeling discouraged. Uh, these are people oh. that have not been through our training yet. They were asking about our training. And, you know, their comments to us are, you know, I just don't feel like, is, is there really any hope? And the answer is, of course, there's hope. Um, but this country relies on, you know, we the people. We, the people, are the government. We are the government. We give, according to our founding principles, we make a social compact with people, and we say, you can go represent me in Congress, you can be my mayor, you can be my governor, my president, so long as you rule justly, which means according to the dictates articulated in the ideal of who we're supposed to be, which is the Declaration. And that's the law of nature and nature's God. That's the founding, that's the bedrock, which the law of nature and nature's God was legally defined at the time of the founding, legally, as God's will as he uh, reveals himself in his creation and nature and Holy Scripture. And so that becomes the moral standard for how we legislate, how we uh, adjudicate laws, and how we enforce laws, and that specifically no law can be legislated that violates those two principles, the law of nature and nature's God. And when you operate like that, you build a society that's free, and when you have that kind of freedom, you have creativity, and that blossoms, and that's why America is the country that has been the center of some of the greatest creations in the 20th century and the 19th century, I would argue. And when you have that, then you have prosperity. But the key, and according to the founders, it was the key, is that moral bedrock, that moral standard. Right, As Jefferson right. said, no, nowhere will you found, find them, the moral standard. And they all agreed. He said, we all agree in the moral foundation. And nowhere are they presented with greater purity than in the Gospels of Jesus. So we are not a theocracy, but when you push the moral standard aside, then the prosperity goes away, the creativity goes away, and you become what the communists and the jihadis and other totalitarians want this to become, which is a dark black nation, like many other nations across the world. And there's nothing good about that. You get that if you do not have a system of law. And uh, throughout the entire Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John has so God so loves the world. But in all of those, it's all about following God's laws. If you don't follow God's laws, then God hasn't got a whole lot of use for us. 
That's uh, one of the things that I picked up out there. I think you'll probably agree with that. And we are doing away with all systems of laws. Everything, nothing, everything is legal now. You can do anything you want to. And this is totally wrong. It's destroying the civilization completely. Well, and I think the key, I agree with you, but the key is that the, that there is that understood and codified, which it is in our declaration. I mean, the right. you know, among the, the four documents that are the basis for organic law in the United States, the Declaration and the Constitution are two. And, right. um, and, and again, you can make any law you want. I mean, you know, in, in Germany, certain things were lawful that were abhorrent. Uh, right. You know, it used to be lawful to have slaves and unlawful to help free them. Um, right. So it's 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 the law plus the moral standard. And that's what the founders said, that that you cannot create any law that violates that standard of the law of nature and law of nature's God. It cannot contradict. And so when you do, you find your nation in the state that America is in today. It's the first nation in the history of the world that created a form of government that has perpetuated longer than any other that is a constitutional republic that after the revolution the victors gave the power for the first time in history back to the excuse me back to the people and you have a a system that is based on the will of the people and that's why we have a right to keep and bear arms i find it very odd that all these lefties these communists in america are pointing to the fact that the Ukrainians are giving their citizens guns to defend themselves, and they don't understand that's the exact reason our founders said, you citizens have to have guns, because an armed populace is a free populace. Right, right. And that's also, by the way, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, it's why they didn't think we should have a standing army, and now we're starting to see why. Because I don't know uh, many people that think that... uh, our general officer corps is trustworthy anymore. No, no, our rights. This is the only country where our rights come from God, not from some leader. And that is a very important difference with America. Now, when we're looking at this situation and you're going out and talking with people, give us a few things that we can do besides just talk. What can we do? Well, I think the, uh, the couple biggest things you can do from our perspective is, you know, the strategy to victory, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, just go to understandingthethreat.com, uh, or you can go on our website, but you, you, they still have left our YouTube channel up for some reason. And uh, look at the most recent video. It's five minutes, and it gives you an understanding of our, our uh, strategy. So the, the focus is to get individual communities trained through our three-day end-action program which not only shows them uh, everything they need to know about the bad guys, but shows them how to build a team, how to formulate a plan, how to identify the bad guys in your county, and creative ways to lawfully flush them out or render them ineffective or much less effective while reestablishing the Republican form of government at the local level. Both of those things have to be done in each county. And when you do that, you the term I use, and we use it, understand the threat, is you fortify your county, 
So as other incursions try to come in, you'll recognize them as hostile and you'll keep them out. Wow. And by doing this, you know, if you look at the strategy, it's to take key counties around America and begin uh, in fortifying the counties around them and expanding out. So you literally begin taking back big parts of your state. And over time, you're taking back your state. But it has to be done at the county level because of where we are in this war, because the federal government is so corrupt and because right. of the breadth and uh, the number of organizations that the communist jihadis and their uh, collaborators have inside the United States. So I you, you not people, only want to make America free, you want to keep America free. That's right. That's right. And so I encourage you, go to understandingthethreat.com, understandingthethreat.com, contact us through our contact page and say, I want the end action training in my community, and we will reach out to you and we'll get to work with you. Now, a couple of other questions for you. Today, when you're trying to find out what's going on, and you might turn to Fox, or you might turn to One American News, or you might turn to Newsmax, and of course, CNN, and all those. And you're not hearing the truth on any of them. We're not hearing a definitive truth. I mean, all of them are a little bit different. How do we determine the truth now, John? It's really difficult for a lot of people. I believe in what you're saying, uh, but to determine the truth, for most people, it's very difficult, isn't it? Um, I, I think they make it more difficult than it should be. I, uh, you know, what we do at Understanding the Threat is when we present, we present as if we're, uh, with most of our stuff, as if we're, you know, we, we, everything we present, we would take into a court of law because it's based on reality, truth, facts. And so, for instance, if we say, these things have happened. This organization did this. This court found this. We're showing you the source documents. We're showing you the video of that guy or gal saying that thing, not me saying they said it. And we're showing you, here's what they're, we have their plans. Here it is right here. This was, you know, these things were found in an FBI search warrant in 19 whatever or right. 20 whatever. And here it is. And here's what this guy said, and here's what the court found, and here's this person saying it. We want to destroy America on video, for instance. Or Klaus Schwab saying, here's what we're doing. <laughs> right. Right? We hate capitalism. It doesn't work. We want to bring everything together in a one-world government. That's not some crazy conspiracy theory. No, that is no. a group of organized right. people and organizations actually doing it. So that's, so I just recommend that you, when you are discerning truth, you go to the source. Okay, here's what the news, whatever channel, just told me this. First question, why is this being blasted 24-7 on every news channel? Good, good That I'm good supposed one. to wave a Ukrainian flag and call Putin the devil. Why? Right. Like, what else is going on? Since you've been lied to consistently for the last well, I'd say longer than this, but the last six to eight years, why are you going to believe the, the, the key headlines? And you need to start asking and then start digging. And I think that's, it's in the research. Most people, they don't want to do that. They just, they want to say, tell me which channel I should watch. Right. Well, 
in that case, I'd say come to Understanding the Threat and get our articles and uh, you challenge them all you want and challenge the truth because we are all about that. But if, you know, I encourage you to go to multiple different places and dig in. But we're finding that a lot of these podcasts and a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, radio stations, uh, they've got some great talent and great people that are digging for the truth. And you've got to find them. You've got to go on your journey. I mean, there, there are a number of them out there, but uh, I encourage you to, you know, to find them. You're, you're one, you know, you I, seem I to try, have a hunger I, for the truth. And that's I try crazy. to, yeah. I try to, but it's getting harder and harder to find uh, unless uh, that's why I have people like yourself on the Ukraine is under the grip of Soros. It's under the grip of the world economic forum and it's under the grip of the leftist elite. The only economy in the world that isn't under their grip is the Soviet Union or the uh, Russia. Russia is not under the grip of the, uh, of the Rothschild banks. That's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, you know, what's interesting is Putin does uh, have close ties with the World Economic Forum. Uh, but the reality is, you know, America, in league with Ukraine, uh, tried to stick it to Russia. And Russia's showing that they don't tolerate that right now. That's good. Well- the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history well wells fargo and goldman sachs say this is the time to buy gold patriot gold group where your ira or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may qualify for no fee for life ira call 800-356-4470 for details patriot gold group consumer affairs top rated gold ira dealer five years running call 800-356-4470 today John, something I don't understand. Uh, I don't see Russia being in bed with Soros. I don't see them being in bed with the World Economic Forum. I don't see them with the leftist elite. I don't understand why they went into the Ukraine, except for two reasons I've heard. Number one, the biolabs in the Ukraine. And number two is the sex trafficking that was going on in the Ukraine. So why did they go into the Ukraine? Well, I would uh, submit that uh, just like the United States has done in, in other parts of the world where the, Soviet, uh, where the Russians have then uh, used their military forces, um, you know, under Obama, when we uh, uh, kind of screwed Putin over and they, they did the same thing. Right. Uh, this president, as we now know from the evidence uh, that we've known for quite a while, uh, about his business dealings, and certainly Hunter Biden's laptop provides a, a good amount of that information, as well as documents that are currently being investigated by the Durham investigation. That you have a president of the United States, uh, or uh, who who is in league with Ukrainian government officials uh, since at least 2014, 
And these same government officials of the Ukraine working with the Democrat Party work to take down Mr. Trump, and they are working to uh, against the uh, the Russian influence right. in their country, and they're they're they've just paid the price. So it, these other things you mentioned may be a part of that, but I don't think so. And I also am not ruling out uh, the the you know the Kabuki theater, if you don't mind the uh, expression. Part no, of I like it. I like it. Now, do you? I'll ask you this because our time's short. Do you expect the president Biden to resign and pardon himself and his son? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I I expect that what I think is going to happen is I think they're certainly well. You know, the New York Times is an anti-American uh, rag. So yeah, but they we, finally admitted that the laptop does exist. They finally right. did. Right, but the question is why? And so, um, you know, because they don't do willy-nilly, so why did they do it? Why did they do it right. now, right in the middle of all this? And I think the reason, uh, one potential reason could be, is that uh, they're going to sacrifice Hunter Biden um, so that the uh, the patriot movement gets their pound of flesh and they can keep rolling on as they continue to, to uh, overthrow the U.S. government. And that's that's uh, that's the current assessment because it looks like, first of all, you got to remember, they don't do anything for no reason. The New York Times didn't just do this because it just happened to fall on this particular time that they decided this week we're going to, you know, it's just dawned on us that this was actually real. That's nonsense. This is calculated. I don't, I don't think they can use Biden anymore. His uh, cognitive abilities are too far gone to even be used. Well, yeah, so it could be a uh, an opportunity. I would not be surprised if they use it as an opportunity to, to remove him, but I, I'm not sure about that. He's. I don't think he would resign unless they fully protected him, but they, they could throw him to the wolves. But what I'm saying is I believe they're certainly considering sacrificing hunter biden who's an easy mark uh, right so, so that all those people screaming about justice will finally get a get you know their uh, half ounce of justice and hope that that'll keep us on our heels until they finish the job here in the united states it's only a half ounce we still got hillary running around right so never the whole thing different uh this, this two-tier justice system is something that uh, the founding fathers would be absolutely apoplectic about. You know that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's yes. what we talked about earlier. This now, is not where this is not justice in any form or fashion. No, where where are you going? If somebody wants to hear you, uh, or if you got uh, some scheduled dates coming up or anything that we need to know about? Well, I certainly do. Uh, as many folks know, uh, I participate in the reawaken uh, america tour and right. so uh you can certainly contact us at understandingthethreat.com and uh, like i said request our team to come train it into action or uh, if you have a major event request myself or john bennett uh on our team or peggy mass to come speak uh and that is something you can do but we are going to be as far as national um uh presentations we are going to be at uh, um the Reawaken America Tour, uh, May 13th and 14th in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And we will be 
in July, uh, 8th and 9th of July in Virginia Beach. Uh, those are big national events. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operating five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.